Welcome to Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier. I was blown away last Sunday when I saw the NFL players kneeling down in protest during the national anthem. The biggest, most physically intimidating men on the planet, modern-day gladiators, taking a position of submission, nonviolent resistance in the mode of Martin Luther King, Gandhi, and Jesus. They were risking their careers, their fortunes, putting everything on the line. And I think for them, it was a spiritual experience, a crossing over to a higher realm beyond sports, where they follow their hearts to fight for equality and compassion. Like samurai, Jedi, the warrior path, bravery that comes from sadness. Then afterwards, listening to statements made by other professional athletes, NBA stars, and commentators on the sports programs, the words were calm and concise, non-threatening, beyond fear, and straight to the point. We need to look at and talk about the effects of racism in our country. And they were all in it together. They'd all crossed the line. This is Steph Curry. It was, it was amazing to see all these guys rally around um, each other and, and, and speak up. And that's what this is about. I mean, we're not trying to divide and, and separate this country. We're trying to bring everybody together and, and speak about love and, and togetherness and, and equality. Um, it's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to continue this conversation and hopefully promote change and everybody's doing it in their own way. And it's, it's really important. And this is LeBron James talking about Donald Trump. He doesn't understand the power that he has for being the leader of this beautiful country. He doesn't understand how many kids, no matter the race, look up to, look up to the president of the United States for, for guidance, for leadership, for, for words of encouragement. He doesn't understand that. And that's what makes me more sick than anything, that we have someone as, this is the most, this is the number one position in the world. Do you guys agree? It's the most powerful position in the world. And we are at a time where the most powerful position in the world has an opportunity to bring us closer together as a people and inspire the youth and put the youth at ease on saying that it is okay for me to walk down the street and not be judged because of the color of my skin or because of my race. And he has no recollection of that. And he doesn't even care. And this is Greg Popovich, coach of the San Antonio Spurs. You know, obviously, you know, race is the elephant in the room, and we, and we all understand that. But uh, unless it is talked about constantly, it's not going to get better. People get bored. Oh, is it that again? They pull in a race card again. Why do we have to talk about that? Well, because it's uncomfortable. And there has to be an uncomfortable element in the discourse for anything to change. You know, whether it's the LGBT movement or, you know, uh, women's suffrage, uh, race, it doesn't matter. Uh, people have to be made to feel uncomfortable, and especially white people, because we're comfortable. We still have no clue of what being born white means. And it, 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 it's hard to sit down and, and decide that, yes, it, it's like you're at the 50-meter you know, mark in a 100-meter dash, uh, and you got that kind of a lead. Yes, because you were born white. You have advantages that are systemically, uh, culturally, psychologically there. 
and they have been built up and cemented for hundreds of years. But many people can't look at it. It's, it's too difficult. Uh, people want to hold their position. People want the status quo. People don't want to give that up. And until it's given up, it's not going to be fixed. Again, I'm just one dude walking around, and that's how I feel. I think Popovich really nailed it. I'm so glad these guys are talking like this. It's such a relief. I have enormous respect for the players, coaches, and owners who are making a stand using nonviolent protests to bring about change in our society. I wish them nothing but luck and more media coverage. It'd be really sad if their protest fades away or gets mowed over by new atrocities coming out of the mouth of our president. But then I'm just another dude walking along. Thanks for listening. Oh, one other thing. I made an embarrassing mistake in the last episode about the Utah Data Center. I said there's a sign outside the Data Center headquarters that says, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. I saw the photo on a website I thought was the official NSA data center website, but it was actually a spoof, a parody site, and I didn't realize it. I used that photo on my website, posted it on Facebook, both now deleted, but man, I feel kind of dumb. There is no sign outside the headquarters at the data center that says, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. It was my mistake. I'll try to be more careful in the future. I've been traveling a lot. Norway Public Radio invited me to speak in Oslo. And then I was on a panel at the Annenberg School of Communication at USC in Los Angeles. And then there was a Livewire gig here in Salt Lake. There was a lot of moving around, and I kind of got sick of listening to myself talk. The speaking gigs are fun and help fill the coffer, but they take a lot out of me. Now, I'm just going to stay here for a while, or if I go somewhere, it'll be for a story. Thanks for your support. Thanks to Erica Heilman. I feel very lucky to be able to do this.